Today we're going to be talking about an article that I wrote for Crosswalk and it is entitled, Why Isn't My Christian Marriage Working? How appropriate to start out the new year working on having a good marriage, right? So let's jump in. Sandy and Frank both grew up in divorced families, so both were committed to learn how to enjoy a loving marriage. The couple spent six weeks in premarital counseling with their pastor before they got married, and they were equipped with biblical principles for happy marriages, but they were convinced they were going to be happy. During the first year, Sandy and Frank were happy. However, as life's responsibilities pressed in, their relationship became strained. Maybe you can relate. Over the next few years, life was more about accomplishing tasks, paying bills, and caring for kids. Between piles of laundry and carpools, they found working toward a happy marriage had become a low priority to the immediate pressures of life. Angry wasn't the word that Sandy would have used to describe her feelings toward Frank, but she most certainly had developed a habit of responding to him in short and irritated tones. Frank knew he was not measuring up to Sandy's expectations, and the harder he tried, the less adequate he felt. So Frank retreated to his place of work, where he felt approval and acceptance. Unintentionally, Frank was responding to the stresses in his marriage the way he had observed his own father react right before his parents got a divorce. Frank's concerns grew, but he refused to seek out any guidance. Not wanting people to know that they were struggling, Frank put on a happy face on Sundays but he avoided fellowship with others so that they would not see through his facade. Sandy, on the other hand, was painfully aware of the struggles that they were having at home. When she pressed Frank to talk about it, she only triggered his anger and it caused a fight. So Sandy turned her attention to the children. While she found a sense of accomplishment in parenting, she knew there was a big hole in their marriage and she had no idea what to do about it. Maybe you can relate to this couple's story. Over the many years that my husband and I have walked couples through biblical marriage counseling, this scenario is all too familiar. So what's the problem? And what can we offer to help couples like this who fill our pews every Sunday at church? What is the answer to the question, why isn't my Christian marriage working? Let's take a minute to unpack that question, shall we? What went wrong? Remember the wife you meant to be, you know, the one who was going to be such an encouragement to your husband, such a joy to him, the one who promised to love, honor, and cherish that man of your dreams? How you doing? Are you measuring up to your own expectations, let alone those of your husband's? Has your husband measured up to be the husband you hoped that he would be? Both husband and wife enter into a marriage with expectations. In our book, The Marriage Mentor, Steve and I share these insights, the danger of unrealistic expectations. One of the biggest threats to a happy marriage is when one or both parties have unrealistic expectations of each other. When those expectations are not realized, you might feel betrayed. When my expectation of my husband were not being met, I remember feeling betrayed because he'd promised to always do what would make me happy. How self-absorbed I was back then. But God used my disillusionment to show me my selfish heart. Have you ever had expectations come crashing down around you when reality sets in? How did that experience make you feel? Let's talk for a moment about how disappointment turns to disillusionment. You might feel betrayed when you become come to realize that the man that you married is not the man you perceived him to be. If you've been married for any amount of time, I am sure that by now you have your own secret list of things that you wish you could change about your spouse. 
Have you ever considered that your spouse may have their own secret list of disappointments about you as well? Rather than dwelling on what you wish your spouse would change, what if instead you work on becoming the one, the woman your husband had hoped you would be, the wife you meant to be on the day that you said I do? In more than 30 years of ministry, Steve and I have listened to countless couples reveal how disappointed they were in the person whom they married. Whenever a wife can convince her husband to come in for marriage counseling, she often thinks to herself, oh good, now my husband's going to find out all the ways he needs to change to be a better husband so that I can be happy. Let me let you in on a little secret. Looking to your husband to make you happy is an unfair expectation. No matter how perfect he is, he will never bring you true joy because the purpose for which you exist is not to find happiness in your marriage relationship, contrary to every fairy tale that you have ever seen as a little girl. You were created to delight in your creator. God made you and me to long for intimacy with him, to delight in him. So any other relationship that you and I pursue to fill the void that only God can fill will always come up short. In the same way, you can never be your spouse's source of true joy and self-worth. What can you do? Across the country, I have had countless conversations with women at my speaking engagements. My husband, Steve, and I were on Focus on the Family, uh, Creating a No Regrets Marriage, I think was the title of it. Maybe we'll put in the show notes the name of that, uh, the link to that show. But I got so many comments, so many emails, so many messages from people over and over. I heard stories of resentment, women that have built up resentful thoughts toward their husbands and even husbands toward their wives. While their spouse may not be godly or kind as God is calling them to be, the answer is not in changing your spouse. So what's the answer? You might be surprised to learn that the secret to a happy marriage isn't related to how ideal your spouse is at all. Rather, it's grounded in a love that is deeper than your love for each other. A marriage flourishes when both husband and wife love Christ more than any other person in life, including your own spouse, and I'll add, including your own children. In Mark 12, 30, Jesus declared that the priority of life is to love God with all of your being, all of it. And it comes down to this, the key to having an all-out love for your spouse and experiencing fulfillment in your marriage does not lie in how well your spouse measures up to your expectations, but in how well you love God. It is humanly impossible to love selflessly because we are all born with a sin nature that seeks our own good above anyone else's. The only people who are able to love the way that Jesus intended are those who know Christ and are pursuing a deeper love for the Lord. Because God provides his supernatural love to those who love him, he offers hope for true love. God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. See Romans 5, 5. So where do you find help? Titus 2 calls older women to teach the younger how to love their husbands. So go find godly mentors. I always say, old ladies know stuff. In fact, that's the name of my podcast, Old Ladies Know Stuff, because it's a nod to the Titus 2 woman. Read books that talk about a biblical godly marriage and watch and listen and read articles like these at crosswalk.com. If you want more information, you can go to my website, noregretswoman.com. You can find a link to find counseling, marriage counseling, free at Focus on the Family. You'll find the link on my homepage of my uh, website. You can also uh, text, let me get 
text the words no regrets to the number 55444 and you will receive a video of me teaching at a marriage conference your marriage can survive toddlers and teens so in this new year when you're wondering why your Christian marriage isn't working, remember the secret is not changing your spouse. The secret is falling so helplessly and hopelessly in love with your Savior that what spills out of you is His precious love for your spouse. And then your prayers for your spouse can be powerful. Thank you so much. Have a fantastic day.